Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCube Recolitis. This show, what is it? Well, you see, I'm working under the theory that we consume a lot of media, particularly a word I always have trouble with in this day and age, the media consumption has potentially skyrocketed, which is similar to skyrocketed but with an A. Because I'm Canadian, eh? Oh god, I don't know what is happening in this opening. Um, yeah, so, uh, I am in that same boat of uh, consuming much media and figure that rather than l- let that, uh, l- that consumption sit in the dusty attic of my mind and slowly, or not so slowly, drive me insane, I will uh, uh, pour it forth into the interwebs, into the form of this podcast that is 560 plus episodes in for some reason, since 2012, with zero listeners just about. Yes. Why? Strange. I don't care. I do it for me. And if you're listening to this, I am happy that you are, but I don't really care. Uh, maybe it's statements like that why I don't have a great many listeners. Oh, well, uh, let's, I think, yeah, I've only got three segments. Uh, one of them will be a little bit long, potentially. Okay, uh, yeah, let me uh, push a button to get started. Oh, shit, I should say as I think I sometimes forget to do, that the potential exists. You have not consumed some of this media yourself, so I don't want to spoil it for you. So I warn of that possibility. A spoiler warning is what it is. Pushing button now. monologue today's movie monologue sponsor is invisible crocs comfort minus shame invisible crocs all right just got two movies for this particular movie monologue first is the invisible man from 2020 yeah uh the missus has been bugging me to watch this for a while and i I, to be honest i didn't really have any great desire to watch it um Invisible Man movies, uh, while interesting, have never really floated my boat necessarily. (laughs) And I say it like it's a genre, and it's not, but there's definitely more than one Invisible Mans. Like, they date back into, what, like the 50s even? So, you know, I feel like we get one every uh, couple of years. Uh, It did make me want to rewatch, I think it was Hollow Man, right? With Kevin Bacon? I I, I do want to rewatch that. Okay, so 
potentially the fact that I went into this with not the highest expectations uh, may explain why I ended up actually liking it uh, a fair amount. Um, rating wise, just before I, so I don't forget, uh, I think I go to like a solid four. Um, uh, three is enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. And I, I could potentially see maybe down the road watching this again. You know what? Uh, I'll go 3.5. Uh, I'm just thinking, yeah, bumping it down. Let me read the, and I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, when Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. Oh. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone nobody can see. Hmm. Uh, starring Elizabeth Moss, who uh, I, I think probably falls into the category of actresses who uh, I, I've never seen her in a thing where I haven't been thoroughly impressed with her acting chops, as it were. Yeah, she's just really, really good uh, in this included. Uh, okay, so the reason I took that uh, 0.5 off, and this is, a, I suppose, a bit of a spoiler, although it's a hinted at very, very early on. Um, normally at least I think normally, all, all other iterations that I can think of, the invisibleness uh, is to the body uh, of the person, whereas this is a suit that the person can put on that uh, makes them invisible. Which, you know what, um, in terms of, I don't want to say believe, yeah, I guess believability or possibility to actually exist, they try to explain it with, you know, uh, he's an expert in optics, which of course means he can be invisible because he's an optics expert. Uh, yeah, so uh, they, they try to sort of scientifically prove it and do a, a sort of gobbledygook find enough job. Uh, but I, I, I tend to like the invisible when it's to the body and not just something you can take on and off a little more. It, it, it feels... I don't know, more true to the Invisible Man story, maybe? I, I, I don't know, I, I just like it more. And, and like, when it's... Uh, I'm trying to remember. Quite often, it's like you have to be naked, too, which adds that sort of extra element. Whereas uh, this guy, uh, the suit, like, did it also make him super strong, it felt like? Or was he just a giant man? I don't know. Um, some 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 cool, tense moments. Uh, a, a lot of, like, sweaty hands moments, as I would call them. Um, and overall, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, 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 pretty good. So moving on to Sinister from 20. 12 uh another uh, the mrs selection here um her birthday three weekends in a row despite what she says yeah that's right she won't listen to this so i'm allowed to <laughs> debate her position on arguments freely uh, uh, uh this was uh, her selection which uh, it is a movie we have seen um, I, I guess maybe probably closer back to 2012. You know what? Guaranteed. Ooh, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, and I'm not sure if I've ever done this before. Sinister. Okay, so I'm typing it into my email. Uh, if you don't know, oh, I spelled it wrong. Sinister. I, each week. Oh, there's Sinister 2. Oh, shit, I have seen Sinister 2. Uh, each week I send... Three, three, one. 
Sinister and Dimitri Martin. Okay, so yeah, each week I send myself uh, podcast notes. And basically all it is is uh, uh, the segments with what I have watched with uh, links to, you know, the IMDb or if it's a game, the wiki or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and I send it to myself in an email. So I can go back and look at my emails specifically uh, August 17th, 2015 was when I originally watched the movie Sinister. So I guess it was a couple of years late. Uh, and I just noticed that I did watch Sinister too, cause that popped up as well, which I didn't think I had. So, you know, that's a handy little, uh, byproduct that is on. I'll tell you what, this will be interesting. Uh, go back and listen to episode 331, 331. Uh, and you can hear what I originally said about the movie Sinister uh, and see if uh, my rating matches up, which is a rating of four. Because it is uh, good and spooky. And uh, I don't. I had trouble sleeping last night, and I don't know if it was this or not, but uh, potentially some of it was, because I do remember having some uh, uh, some creeped out, creep-outedness from this. So, uh... <laughs> One thing that was said too that like, and she said it in such a matter of fact way that that like studies have shown that this is one of the scariest movies ever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's. Oh yeah, and then I asked her because that's a, such a strange way to phrase it. I asked her what studies, and she said like IMDb and uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and <laughs> those are not. Again, I'm making fun of her because she won't listen to this, and that is her punishment for not listening to this. I get to say whatever I want. Washed up true crime writer Ellison Oswalt finds a box of Super 8 home movies in his new home that suggests the murder that he is currently researching is the work of a serial killer whose work dates back to the 1960s. God damn, that was a long sentence. <laughs> was there? Yeah, there was no punctuation in that whole thing. That was a very long sentence. I'm glad I took a breath before I started it. Uh, this stars uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, admirable job from him as well, uh, and it is scary. Yeah, just just period. Uh, this one I'm not going to give away because uh, if you like scary movies, I don't want to ruin this one. Whereas The Invisible Man, you know, you know it's an Invisible Man. It's right in the title. Uh, yeah, uh, so Sinister 2012, this time around, giving a 4 out of 5. Does it match? I don't know, and I don't care. Uh, oh shit! Uh, yeah, I gotta go back to my notes now. Here we are pushing this button. Book? Oh no! Should push this button. Game Gabin. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is Slad Brand Limbo Sticks. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I uh, have a Sliders D&D campaign recap for you. Uh, uh, the, if you're unfamiliar with these, uh, if this is somehow your first episode at 560, first of all, that's weird, and I love weirdos, so I love you. Uh, secondly, uh, I will read the recaps of the uh, campaign that I'm running, which uh, is titled Sliders, as the players are sliding from one plane to another systematically, uh, one plane in the Wheel of Cosmology. This particular plane is Limbo, which sounds fun if you like to Limbo. 
but uh, <laughs> if you do any research at all into the plane of limbo, it's not that fun. <laughs> okay, so let me... Uh, <clears throat> hem. Uh, shopping spree yields some interesting and magical new items for our team, which could come in handy when Nadraj explains the plane of limbo. Or at least when he tries to explain, the chaotic nature of the plane means that reality is often a little more fluid, making it hard to pinpoint what to expect. Uh, Nadraj's personality contraption, NPC, prints off a small green amphibian-looking creature with an on-again, off-again speech impediment named Yota. Y-O-T-A. Post-slide, Yota explains that they seem to have arrived during the spawning season, and despite his advanced age and the fact that he is a construct made to aid our adventurers as guide in this plane, even he is feeling the pull to mate. Fortunately, Merle, Sakino, Balamant, and Mayrin do not feel the same pull. Unfortunately, the uh, melding and twisting of reality in this plane seem to have had the adverse effect of melding their bodies into not one, not three, but two. Balamurl and Mekino have some moments of transition to get their coordination down, but they eventually get things figured out and get moving, which uh, they have to do at a good clip as their armbands tell them they only have four hours on this plane and that the entrance will appear not too off, but seemingly right inside a slad fortress shucks uh yeah so basically what i did just uh, behind the scenes i will tell you took their character sheets uh um so the four players and i broke them off into two pairs and uh, uh averaged out their character sheets uh their their stats um uh, mechanically that's sort of what i did uh they still had all their own abilities but uh, when it came to like a battling uh, they would still only have you know one turn uh, one movement one bonus action that uh, one act you know that that sort of thing so they had to sort of plan which of them would get to do what which was uh, interesting and then i managed to find um uh, pictures even that sort of uh, for their tokens that sort of approximated what's uh, so it is, a, I'll just tell you, uh, it is a, a dragon born in a dwarf that was Makino. So I found like a, a short, I think I actually Googled like dwarf dragon born or something to that effect and I actually found a pretty reasonable looking image. It was like a stocky dragonborn it was pretty cool uh <laughs> the fucking crazy one which i knew i was gonna do this right off but uh we've got a loxodon which is like basically you could say an elephant folk and a squirrel folk so i found a picture uh and it wasn't like D D related like the other one but uh it was like a, a hybrid of a elephant and a squirrel it was basically a squirrel's body with an elephant head that someone had photoshopped and it looked fairly you know realistic considering that obviously would not happen uh so i used that as a token and uh it was pretty fun and i liked it okay back to story uh rather than do the foolish thing and try to battle their way through the entire fortress of slad they go with the flow and instead sign up for a speed dating session where a group of females uh, slad ask each a series of icebreaker style questions uh, despite despite magically bad breath Makino manages to attract two slad Balamir does not fare so well as their combined charisma is seemingly very, very low, and they only manage to entice one 
crazy. Slad girl and poor Yota, despite the massive schlong. Oh yeah, for some reason it came about that he had a big schlong. <laughs> I can't remember why. Not only comes up empty, but managed to cause one of the females to seemingly just give up on love and go home. Uh, having faced this decidedly uncomfortable situation, Balamir and Makino Me enter an even more uncomfortable one in the form of a combination sex, dun sex dungeon slash orgy. And who knows uh, what else is going on under the veritable lake of who knows what sticky ooze. Seemingly a succubus and incubus have been hired just for the occasion and clearly had some whip envy as a brief battle ensued that found, thanks to a random potion of randomness, Makino grow, uh, grown to three times their normal size. Oh yeah. Although oh, what is normal when, uh, you and another have had your bodies melded together, hopefully not permanently. Uh, after looting some decidedly kinky items uh, and averting their respective gaze from a bed piled with slod, who ignored the whole fight, uh, Balamir and Makino and Yoda uh, once more outside find themselves once more outside in the actual pleasant sunlit swamp. Uh, with some hours to kill, they attempt to board a slod ship. Uh, but were denied access, which must have upset Makino enough uh, to threaten death on some other slot, protecting an utter underwater entrance to who knows what. It was treasure. Uh, a fight ensued with lightning and underwater gra grappling and a huge slot who unleashed a stream of ooey-gooey tadpoles into the waters until eventually the actually helpful Yoda... Uh, managed to use telekinesis to toss him on top of a blue and gray slide, meaning Makino's tremendous series of attacks decimated it into an explosive mess. Unfortunately, the explosion was also filled with these clearly not very nice tadpoles. Uh, enemies destroyed once more. The team spent some time gathering loot and waiting pati patiently for the return home portal. Yoda could not resist the pull any longer and wished them safe travels, and when they returned safely, uh, that wish was seemingly granted. I say seemingly as both teams were infected with slad parasites uh, that, low, oh yeah, that lower their max HP by 10 every day, and if it reduces them to 0 HP, they... Uh, uh, a slad will burst from their chest. Oh yeah, that's a little behind the scenes action. So a uh, slad, uh, I did a sort of modification where they have this thing that they can affect you and it lowers your max HP every day and if it goes to zero, you turn into a slad. Uh, my sort of uh, little twist on it was uh, uh, at the end of those days, a slad will sort of burst forth from your stomach a la, you know, alien instead. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, and because it was, um, one slot per melded individual when they got back and were no longer joined together, uh, I had them roll, uh, for like who, who got the parasite, just a, a pure luck roll. So, uh, only two of the four actually have it now. Uh, which is not good. <laughs> they don't want to die. Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so that's the end of that recap. Uh, next plane I will hint at, which is sort of interesting. I might not have a recap for it, just uh, by the nature of it, but we'll see. Uh, is Elysium. Oh. 
Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Silver Satyr Mustard. <laughs> I want to get this right or they're not going to pay me. Uh, today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Silver Satyr Mustache Wax. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, first we have the best, worst, and blandest of 2020. Yes, uh, Zero Punctuation, who is a YouTube... Who is a? Is a YouTube channel. Uh, that's since episode probably like one of this I have been talking about. Yeah, they're they're a sort of staple of the internet. Internet, I feel like uh, it, it's an individual uh, Ben Yahtzee Crenshaw. Crenshaw, I always get it wrong. Uh, uh, reviews comically video games, despite the fact that he seemingly hates them. <laughs> so uh, each year he will do a, a, a top five best, top five worst, and top five blandest uh, games that he played in the uh, previous year. And that just came out, and they're always fun. Uh, it's I always sort of take these uh, tongue fully in cheek, uh, but uh, I, I, I recommend. If you like video games and you like people uh, making fun of them, you're going to like this. Uh, moving on to uh, Krug Smash, which uh, I have spoken of very highly uh, in the terms of Dwarf Fortress and uh, uh, the various incarnations he has of him sort of playing and, and, and RPing and building up a story around his play, which uh, just just good sort of storytelling I have uh, described it as. And he recently finished something, from my perspective anyways, uh, called... Splatterface 2. I don't think I actually watched, uh, went back and watched Splatterface 1. Maybe I should. Uh, so there's this game called Dwarf Fortress, uh, which is a hard to explain game. Uh, I recommend if you like video games, you look into that as well. Oh, very video game, uh, uh, focused, uh, internet intercourse. I've just noticed here. Um, so he takes that game and then has a, 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 a sort of series of battles, arena-style battles in this game, uh, and, and then the sort of winner goes on until the ultimate champion is, is decided, and he did this over the course of like a month or so, maybe a little bit more, uh, and, and it was fun to watch, um, especially when you consider, uh, if you are to Google a, a Dwarf Fortress and look at the quote-unquote graphics, uh, <laughs> to make that, the, the, the graphics of a couple of uh, letters moving around on screen, he, uh, you know, that's an impressive feat in itself. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give away who the winner was, but, uh, it's interesting. Uh, and, and I'll definitely, uh, should Splatterface 3 come back, uh, I will, uh, likely talk of it again next, whenever, I assume. Uh, I am looking forward to him getting back to the, uh, his more traditional, uh, it almost feels like more story-driven building of a fort and stuff like that. So uh, I am looking forward to that. Uh, next is Adam Savage and Spot from Boston Dynamics. Yeah, these have been a cool series of videos. So I don't know. I, I doubt he bought it. but I, I kind of feel like he was maybe gifted it or loaned it. Uh, if you've ever seen Spot, the Boston Dynamics robot, it is the robot that's sort of in the shape of a dog or it's 
four-legged robot thing. Uh, and uh, Adam Savage has one that uh, he's been, you know, doing some experimenting with. Uh, probably the coolest thing I've seen him do other than the experimentation is he, he got it in such a way that he hooked it up to like a little, oh shit, what are those called? Rickshaw? Yeah. So <laughs> it's basically this robot pulling a rickshaw with him in it. That That one was incredible. But it's fun to see him just sort of... <laughs> It, it almost feels like uh, Boston Dynamics hired him on as a consultant to turn this into... It, it, it's almost like Boston Dynamics, and this is just a theory, that want to eventually reach the point where in your household uh, you will have a, a spot or a spot-like robot to you know help with whatever. And uh, they've hired Adam to make make it not so, you know, cold and robotic and uh, uh, things of that nature, like uh, hired him on to help with that process. Uh, that's, that's what it almost feels. He, I don't think he said that outright, but it always kind of has that feel to it, uh, which is interesting because I want a goddamn spot. They're like, I think like $10,000 or like they're crazy expensive now, but they are incredibly sophisticated as well. So uh, interesting, interesting stuff. And I recommend you watch it, which is why I bring it back here to the internet intercourse. Last but not least, uh, is just a, a incredible video in terms of, well, let me explain. Um, so this was a video posted on AOC's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's, uh, Instagram page. Uh, but she also posted it on YouTube, and you, you can probably find it in a bunch of places. Uh, the video is titled, What Happens After the Capitol Attacks? And uh, this is my, my sort of main question of this video is, uh, it, and how much it blew me away. It was like an hour and change long, and I, I just felt like I, I sat in like rapt attention the whole time watching it. Uh, just uh, incredible knowledge and uh, okay, well, let me let me just explain my question. Uh, did people, uh, and this sort of came about of me watching it, did people who saw uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, uh, did they think, uh, while listening and watching that speech, that's one day, or, or, or that it would have such an impact, and like to this day we still sort of talk about it and know about it? Because watching her video... There were, there were moments in it where I felt like, you know what, people are going to watch this for years to come. People are going to, you know, in the decades, decades from now, assuming we have decades from now and don't all kill each other, um, are, are going to look back at this speech and just be sort of awed by it the same way they are. Uh, the I have a dream speech, uh, and, and, and then that, 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 <laughs> and then that question of did people watching, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Speech have that feeling? I don't know. And that's why I ask. Uh, yeah, she talks about how basically seemingly uh, there's just full blown white supremacists working in government, working with her. And uh, on the one hand, yeah, obviously there is. But on the other, to have it just, like, confirmed like this is very disheartening. Uh, I should also say that this is all coming from the point of view of a Canadian. <laughs> so my opinion uh, uh, will have to matter less just by that very nature that I don't live in the country where all this horrible shit is going down. Um, the 
the possibility of civil war is not by any means non-existent. Whereas I feel like if you were to tell someone from fucking 2018, <laughs> let's say that uh, the possibility of civil war in the U S existed, they'd be like, nah, really? Or, or, or maybe you'd have to go a little farther back depending on the, uh, the person, but still there was a time where the possibility of that happening was seemingly much, much less than it is now, which now I feel like it's inevitable is a strong word, but if it did happen, um, this, my surprise would not be large. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a very, very scary thought, but, uh, I almost, I don't want to say, I, I feel like it has to happen, but for things to change drastically, which they need to drastic things have to happen. Yeah. Oh, that almost sounds smart for, for drastic change to happen. Drastic things have to happen. Yeah. That's uh, okay. It sounds dumber now. The second time around. <laughs> uh, okay, folks, uh, I guess we should end it on my stupidity of all things. Just period. I was going to say all things po politics, but uh, just all things period. Uh, folks, we did it. Yeah. It's nice to be nice to the nice. defund the police this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and I do not mean but you can like us on Facebook you can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter you can subscribe and comment on iTunes lastly if you would like to contact the podcast you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper